a commitment. With my bag full of enemas, Bo and I started the short walk to Sarah's house. As we got closer, I noticed Sarah's father was sitting in his car parked in front. I saw him roll his window up as we approached, which I thought odd because he was a pretty social guy. Hi, Mr. Campbell, I said. He looked at me and reluctantly opened his window. Hello, Parker. He was very formal. There was an awkward silence, which killed me. You coming in? Nope. We're taking your family to the airport in Grand Rapids. They wanted to stop by and say goodbye to everybody first. They're probably waiting for you in there. They're leaving already? I asked Bo, who shrugged ignorance. Yeah. Inside, boys, Mr. Campbell said before rolling his window back up. I felt like I'd just been shushed away by Sarah's dad. It was awkward. Was he upset with me? There was a lot of big news happening last night. We walked away from Mr. Campbell towards the house. He had a boner, Bo said. What? A huge boner at that. That penis would be getting nowhere near my star muscle, that's for sure. Do you have to call it a star muscle? No, not if it bothers you or makes you want to throw up. It's better than butthole, though, don't you think? We don't have to talk about your butthole at all, ever. Oh, Parker, I won't talk about mine either, just to be fair. Deal? You're being silly. We have over 50 sphincter muscles. They're actually a fascinating part of the body if you consider what they do and how long they're able to retain their resilience. Some are so small you can't even see them. People with medical backgrounds, even dentists, are just different than the rest of us because they understand too much. Poor souls. The magic and mystery of the butthole is completely lost on them. Bo, details, please. Inside, the whole group was in the kitchen. They had watched the morning news and were attempting to explain sunspots and solar flares to Sarah as she served coffee and muffins. The minute she noticed me staring at her, she made a silly face. She was still the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. I loved her inside out if that was such a thing. Because it didn't matter if she looked touched at the moment. She was the most beautiful person in the world to me. She was so much more than her physical beauty. Her optimism, intelligence, humor, and compassion made every room she walked into a warmer place. Landon ran to Bo, who scooped him up and started assaulting him with kisses. It seemed so out of character for Bo. It was the most affection I'd ever seen him show Landon. It was a wonderful sight to see Bo this happy, but it was a thousand times better to see Landon's face light up while getting the attention. Miss Livingston looked nervous about her minion enjoying his time with his father. I saw Landon in Miss Livingston's packed bags stacked neatly by the door. Parker, we're going to make like babies and head out, my father said as Bo and I entered the kitchen with Piper behind us, wagging her tail in a furious Labrador-like manner. Sarah's mom had a smile that matched her glow, and I wondered if it was boner-related or something. Why so soon? At first, I was disappointed, because I wanted them to get to know Harper better, but then I realized I wanted to get to know Harper better, so having less competition out of the gate wouldn't be so bad. Don't worry, Parker. We're coming back next week. We can't wait to spend some time getting to know our precious new addition, or shall I say additions? Mom had her arm around Harper and gave her a squeeze as she smiled at Sarah. Chewie's going to stay here until then, if that's okay. I nodded. We thought we'd take Landon back with us so Bo might spend some time here alone and relax. He's been working so hard lately.
Bo walked over to her and gave her a big hug that seemed to last about two days. When they finally let go of one another, they were both crying crocodile tears, possibly of the, you knew I was gay, yes, I've always known you were gay, and it's completely okay origin. Okay, I said, are you leaving right now? I think so. Our flight's out of Grand Rapids, which I think is an hour away. Do we have enough time? Dad asked Mrs. Campbell, who was still smiling and not answering, but eventually nodded and said, Sure. I could tell she had no earthly idea what she'd just affirmed, other than a response was requested of her and sure seemed as good a response as any. Was she stoned? Where's Dad? Sarah asked. Mom and Dad looked at each other and then at Mrs. Campbell, and the three of them started giggling. Several seconds of confusion filled the air until my grandfather came out of the bathroom off the kitchen and announced, He has a boner. He spoke directly to me with that irresistible sparkle in his eye. Your old man introduced him to Viagra last night, and he's stuck in Bonerville. Can somebody get me a glass of water? I lost a lot of fluid last night. <laughs> Harper threw up into the kitchen sink, and Miss Livingston quickly earmuffed Landon and whisked him out of the room. On the way out, I heard Landon ask, Where Bonneville? Cialis, my dad corrected Gramps. Viagra is a one-shot wonder. Cialis is a commitment. Harper bolted out of the kitchen with her hands over her ears, screaming, Gross! Chewie grabbed a roll of towels off the counter and followed her upstairs, laughing his ass off. Sarah looked at me laughing and said, That's definitely your daughter. And then over to her mother, Mom, honey, your father and I have had more firsts in the last 12 hours than we've had in the last 12 years, Mrs. Campbell said, then breaking into a whisper to my parents, including doing the pot. She was as high as a kite. I think they all were. Well, everybody over 55, anyway. Everybody was laughing awkwardly, but feeling good, including me. I instantly stopped laughing and feeling good when Mimi came out of the same bathroom Gramps had two minutes ago. She was using a walker. Gramps walked over, grinning ear to ear, and helped her with her walker. Mimi, Sarah was surprised. I didn't even know you were here. I told you we'd get caught, Gramps whispered, way too loud. Crawford, tell me that wasn't worth it. She whispered back at room volume. Are you okay? Did you fall? Why are you using your walker? Sarah continued. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Dad giving a fist bump to Gramps, and I could feel nausea creeping in. I'm fine, honey. Sweetest pain a woman's ever known. Sarah, dear, do you have some ibuprofen? I'm afraid both my hips are sore this morning. She winked at Gramps. Not just the new one. The nausea I could feel creeping in earlier was now riding a horse. Gramps left Dad to whisper in my ear, That beautiful woman right there is tighter than a gnat's ass stretched over a water barrel. I held out my bottle of ibuprofen while throwing up in the kitchen sink. I didn't care so much about getting it to Mimi as I was actually trying to keep my mom from rubbing my back while I hurled, a maternal practice that has absolutely no value. 